bright and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 7, Episode 34. I'm Jack. I'm Javad. Let's go straight into it. If you could sign anyone from outside the top six, who would it be and why? The lad at Fulham, Ryan Sessignon. Yeah, glad he said his name. Yeah. I, really, I really struggled with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scooped all the awards last night in terms of like Championship Player of the Season. Was it Apprentice of the Season, Young Player? He, he scooped all of them. He looks yeah. like quite a good player. Yeah, he's... Um, if I'm going to be completely honest I've not seen much of Fulham but there was one or two games I think most recently the most recent one I saw of theirs was, was against Wolves and he looked, he looked really good yeah. you know, and, and we've, we've all heard over the years when there's a young promising player and there's a lot of hype surrounding them but there are certain ones that you know he's, 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 a, he's a real deal yeah. and, he's only 17 as well yeah. which is phenomenal I think he's got 14 goals this season and bearing in mind that part of the season he's been playing left back as well is pretty impressive um, but it like flying wingers like is that is that still a thing anymore? Not really no I mean I think but even if you even if you go back to when we had Gareth Bell and he was flying down the wing yeah. after a while they double up double up double up on him and that whole transition um, from Bale coming into the inside I think that was Partly down to the fact that he was he was double marked and he was, yeah. he, was he was cutting in. Um, he had to adapt his game a yeah. little bit in order yeah. to actually have the influence on it. I'll put this uh, any more actually before I go on to was he the main um, one for you? The, that was the one that that I that came to my mind. I was struggling at, um, in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I know there's I think there was a question in the running order, um, a comment from a listener, um, the lad at Burnley. Again, whose name I James Tarkovsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and um, he's a pretty f- good centre half as well. James Tarkovsky. He's got he's got an England cap yeah. recently. Um, I think he's only twenty four as well, so he's pretty young. And he's replaced Keane at Burnley. He's just come through, and that's been a seamless transition for I, them. I like the look of him. I also like the look of um, Alfie Mawson. Mawson. Yeah, but are they actually good enough? Um, to step up and play, yeah. and play under Pochettino, you know, given that we've got Sanchez, given that we've got Foyth. Um, a random one, maybe Butland. Yeah. And that's not a reflection on Hugo, but yeah. just because Vaughan, his contract runs up, runs at the end of the season. And we need, you know, uh, Hugo's, what, 32? So yeah. we need somebody that's... We'll talk about Hugo in a bit because I want to get your thoughts on it as well. Um, I put this out on social media and as usual, there were some fantastic responses. Um, Harry Maguire was another one that came up. So Yaniv297 on Reddit said Maguire likes him. He could, could be a Toby replacement, which I think is a pretty bold statement. He's not a bad centre-half Maguire, but I think he falls in the category, again, of the two we just mentioned. Good players, would it be a step up too soon, potentially? You'd, I guess you don't know, really, until you gamble on these players, whether or not they could do it or not. He'd also be quite expensive. I mean, did, did he not go to Leicester for... However, many 20, million. 25 million yeah. or something like yeah. that, wasn't it? Um, it's possible that he might not see his future at Leicester, yeah, and he might want to go to a bigger club. But I don't. I think if he did go to a bigger club, the fee would be quite yeah, be quite a lot. Yeah. Um, Joel Hearn on Reddit said um, two lads from Watford, Richarlison and Decore. Yeah, Richarlison was one, wasn't he? The start of the season, he was absolutely flying and banging goals in, getting assists. His numbers were fantastic, but he seems to have gone off the ball a little bit second half of the season. Actually, since Marco Silva's gone, 
Mm-hmm. He's not really been the same plan. Decore as well, thoughts on Decore? Yeah. Both of them good. Both of them at some point in the season featured in my fantasy team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not at the moment, um, for probably the reasons you, yeah. you said, the form steps a bit. But yeah, they're good shouts. Yeah. Um, Stato said Ruben Neves from Wolves, who's the young player that's scoring all the screamers. I think he's scored five or six absolute worldies for Wolves this season. He's been instrumental to their promotion campaign. They're, they've been flying again all season in the Championship. And I always think there's not really much between the top sides in the Championship and the bottom half of the Prem, not really. So Certainly this season, if you, if you take out the top six, let's throw Burnley in there, and then every, everybody below that has been effectively at some point in the season relegation candidates, yeah. including from, you know, was it who? So you've got Burnley seventh, and then you've got Leicester in eighth. Yeah, Everton are in Everton. there as well. Yeah, both of whom earlier on in the season didn't look in good shape. So. Everton were in big trouble at the start of the season, weren't they? Yeah. When they got rid of Koeman, they were in the relegation zone. But Ruben Nevis is a good shout. It'd be interesting to see how he does next season when he steps up, unless somebody does come and take him before that, I'm not sure. But he was quite a popular one. Um, Akers 6 on Reddit said Aaron Moy. Uh, maybe a slightly left field choice, but he works hard, good distribution, and would provide a slightly different option to our current crop. I feel like he would be a cheap option and could conceivably fill Ericsson's boots when he needs a rest. That's big praise. Big praise. I mean, Ericsson for me is one of the best players in the world in his position this season. So to say that about Aaron Moy, that's, mm. a, that's a pretty big one. And he was at City wasn't he before he went to Huddersfield and he, he just he couldn't he couldn't get in at City couldn't get a game so Huddersfield took him so I, I thought that was an interesting show and I quite like that because it, it wasn't really brought up much in this conversation but I like that one as a, as a suggestion um, G Phillips 5 he mentioned Mawson as well yeah. as a centre half um, and he also said that Southampton Lamina who's a central midfield player who I think is a club record fee when they brought him has been their only real shining light in a terrible season um, and Lanzini said he always looks sharp as well as enough one. What are your thoughts uh, on Lanzini? Is he good enough? No, no I don't. I, think I, he is. I don't. No, no, damage goods anyway. Yeah, it's from. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, exactly. The, the one that's just occurred to me, um, but I don't really know. That it, this is one that polarizes opinion yeah. a lot, and I don't know where I stand. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm honest, and that's Zaha. He he has he's come up a fair bit on this. Lucas Bell said Zaha or Mares. I quite like Zaha. I like what he offers. He offers something a little bit different. His pace and it's it's the unpredictability that he brings. But for me, it's just the consistency thing with him. Consistency, and I just can't help thinking: has he got the right attitude? I mean, yeah. he didn't work at United. Maybe he's better suited at a you know, all, all due respect to Palace. Maybe he's better suited at a smaller club. Yeah, at Crystal Palace. I think his style would struggle at a top side where teams are behind the ball and there's 11 men in it, they're defending their box and there's no space and it's like, come on then break us down. He's fantastic when Palace are playing on the break and he's flying and he's running at people. So that's the only question mark for me. It's just the, the, the style and the expectation would be a lot different at a big club. But I like him as a player. I think he's good to watch. We've been well. heavily linked with him in the past. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily follow that we're going to sign him. No. Um, and if we're talking about one of the reasons we've been linked with him, the lazy, if you like, journalism or the lazy... Um, mindset amongst fans is well he's young he's English yeah. he's got pace well we've just signed Mora yeah and, and we do obviously we, 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 yeah. we do need some, some pace in the side but we signed Mora if we bring in Ryan Sion one, one more time then that's a bit more pace so I, yeah. I'm not sure about Zaha yeah um, so Spursy again on Reddit Seamus Coleman is someone who I love to watch for how hard he works I think he would fit in nicely 
which is not the win. Yeah. We're not definitely not short of right backs, but I thought that, that was a few, quite a few years ago. I would have said yes. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a solid, solid right back. Yeah, um, I think he, he struggled a little bit since that leg break as yeah. well, wasn't he? He's not quite been the same, but that that's understandable. Um, edited XI on Reddit said Jamie Vardy. Imagine that pace off the bench if we need a goal in the last 20 minutes. Great option to give Kane a rest in cup games no, too. No, not for me. I'm Controversial not, I'm, not I'm really not a fan of. Not because I just don't like the but I don't like him as a human being. Yeah, I agree. Simplest. I agree. I think as a player, I think he's a decent player, Vardy. He's decent, but he's, he's a bit, even that, he's a bit one-dimensional. Yeah, and his age as well, I think he's 30 as well, yeah. Vardy. So he's, he's not he's not a youngster. Uh, again, I like that. It's a bit of a left field. I wasn't expecting his name to pop up. Um, Coyes1989 said John Joe Shelby uh, quite possibly England's best passing midfielder in the Premier League ok slightly a loose can at times but since the Delhi Alley incident he's calmed down calm composed on the ball with an eye for a forward pass so is it Newcastle now yeah big, big-ish club or yeah. they like to consider themselves a big um, is it Swansea before that was I right in thinking he was at Liverpool he as was well? at Liverpool he was at Liverpool look if you, if you, if you just take his range of passing and the way he does that, that's, that's beautiful to watch. If you take that out, there's just so much else wrong with this game. I mean, he's not scored that many goals. Um, his temperament... Um, he's not that mobile, either. Yeah. He, he reminds me, just in the way he plays, a bit of Tom Huddleston. Yep. Ball at his feet and runners in front of him, fantastic. Put a ball anywhere you want him to put it. But defensively, does he offer enough? I don't know if he no. does. But having said that, I think he's not a bad shout for the England World Cup squad, purely because I think we're quite light in centre midfield. And looking at our group, Tunisia and Panama are going to have a lot of players deep behind the ball. And we've got a lot of runners in the England team, a lot of pace out wide. And you need someone that can spray those passes. And I don't really know if we have anyone that can really do that. Henderson certainly can't. Dyer's got a good passing range, yeah. but he's not a playmaker. But I think he does offer something a little bit different, so I quite like that. A fit Harry Winks, if he was fit. I think he's been extremely unlucky this season, Winks, because he got at the start of the season. He, yeah. I mean, he played away at Real Madrid in the Champions League. Yeah. He was fantastic. Got in the England squad, got his first England cap, and the injuries have just killed him. But yeah. I mean, if we were having this conversation in October, November, I would have said Winks all days on the plane. But he's just been unlucky with how the injuries have worked this season. So that goes. Um, Carl Woodbridge, good friend of the show, he mentioned Ryan Sessegnon. Um, and he said, by all accounts, that good at 17 would be foolish to miss out on him. There's a couple of interesting ones from Quizmaster Simon Mitchell on Facebook. Um, Shakiri of Stoke. No, I saw that this morning. <laughs> no, 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 no. no so why, when why he, when he, okay, so when he broke on the scene about four, well, not broke on the scene, when I became aware of him about four years ago in the run up to the 2014 World Cup, I thought, yeah, he looks a decent player. And he was then, at Bayern Munich at the time as well, wasn't he? I think, yeah. he, I think he was in Germany yeah. and um, you know, did what he did for, for, for Switzerland in, in, in the World Cup I was quite surprised when Stoke mm. signed him from mm. Stoke City really surely you know, if, yeah. you, if, you, if, you, if you've got a pick for all your Premier League clubs or other clubs but Stoke City he probably um, moved for the weather and the culture so yeah. that's probably why he moved yeah. to Stoke yeah. I've looked at him a few times um, uh, both at, at, at the um, uh, Britannia or Paul Betfrey yeah. as well what it's called and, and, and when he's played us at the lane or, or now at Wembley and he's just not very mobile he's no. just he, he looks like he could do a losing a bit of weight as well yeah. when you look at him like for a footballer like I know he's quite a muscular bloke but for a footballer you'd think he'd be a little bit more agile than that than what yeah. he is I, I don't think he'd fit in I'll tell you what if it was another era another 
you know, at Tottenham under Martin Yol or or, or yeah. even before that, yeah, he'd probably be yeah. sort of player. He'd be, he'd be like the Andy Reid or or somebody of that yeah, caliber, yeah, yeah. caliber yeah. that 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 we probably get excited about as fans. We've moved on as a club yeah. since then. So. Okay, that's a really good point. And Simon also said Callum Wilson uh, as another striking option, which you know what? I, I don't think that's that's a bad shout actually. I, I don't mind Callum Wilson. He's not yeah. not the most clinical, but at Bournemouth he's got a decent scoring record. He's pacey, holds the ball up quite well. Uh, he'd be one that I think he'd be quite happy to come and be a squad player because it'd be a big step up from Bournemouth yeah. Spurs English as well. The only question mark with him is injuries because he does seem to pick up quite a lot of injuries, but. I quite like that Simon as a shout. Like yeah, no, that's, that's a decent shout. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Hannick on Twitter, a good friend of the show, he said, um, Lascelles, the Newcastle centre-half, uh, it would be criminal for him not to make the World Cup squad for England, but it doesn't look as though he will. Definitely a bargain to be made with Mike Ashley trying to sell the club. Thoughts on Lascelles? Good, uh, good player. Um, good for, again, it's one of these good for Newcastle. Mm. Would he, would he be good elsewhere? Um, and Captain that, as well, isn't it? Yeah, Newcastle. another one. He's, he's in my fantasy team <laughs> at, 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 at the moment, um, based on how he'd been doing recently. Um, the question I've got is, it, who does he? Not who does he come in for? That that's again a sort of very simplistic thing yeah. people often say. Um, but who would he be competing with? Well, mm. Jan Sanchez, Foyth. We've got Carter Vickers out on line and Carter well, Vickers, you know, and, and possibly Carter Vickers to come back, mm. assuming Toby's off. Um, yeah. So I don't think we need another defender, mm. even if Toby goes. Yeah. Looks like you know what? I, I want to get your thoughts actually. Firstly, on the Toby situation. Yep. Like, where do you stand on it? Are you we break the wage structure for him? He's the main man, or are you look? He's he's obviously not that happy. His age. So I mean, we've got Sanchez, we've got a like, ready-made centre-half yeah. there as well. We could take a huge fee and potentially reinvest it elsewhere in the side. Where, where are I, I you on that? I think firstly, nobody knows. We, we, can, we can talk about it, but we don't. nobody's privy to what's, what's going on. So we, any comment that I say or I've, I've heard other people say is based on speculation. Yeah. We don't know for a fact that he's asking for this much more, whether it's 180000 or whatever it might be. Um, up until a few weeks ago, I was... Or, or, Maybe a month ago, I was definitely of the mindset. Give it time, you know. He's he's keeping his options open. Yeah, he's doing yeah. the right thing. Give it to the end of the season. He, this will be the last big deal that he probably signs. He needs to get it right. Right. So I was looking at it from his perspective, yeah. and not necessarily thinking that that would mean that he'd leave Spurs. He's just yeah. he's just keeping all his the way that it's sort of protracted recently. And even when he wasn't featuring, I thought, well, you know, he's had a he's had a. Um, Serious injury. He didn't. He looked a bit rusty against Rochdale. Yeah. I think that was his last game. Pochettino's not going to brush him back. All of those things that we sort of say, for example, about Danny Rose and yeah. Lamella, they took a while to come back from, from serious injuries. And now, the last few weeks, I'm starting to think that it's, the writing is on the wall. Yeah. Um, I don't think any player, to answer your question, I don't think any player should hold the club to ransom mm. if that's what he's doing. Mm. Um, I don't want him to go. That's the bottom mm. line. But, he's one of the best centre-halves yeah. in Europe as well, you know, and there's a lot of talk on Twitter, because this debate always happens and people are like, oh, you know what, look at how we've got one of the best defenders in the league again, blah, blah, blah. and I get all of yeah. that, but just purely as an individual, Alderweireld's one of the best, like, it, we can't replace him, not yeah. really, unless you want to go and spend £100 million on a centre-half, which we're never going to do. He's such a key player, but it's, I think I'm, I'm with, I mean, eventually the wage structure has to be broken, yeah. and it's like, 
if you're going to break it on a player, why not break it on one of the best centre halves in Europe? Like, if if he if he's not the player we're going to break it for, who who is that? That's always my well, thought. You, on you, it. You'd sort of think Kane or or or, 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 or maybe or, or Larice because mm. just by virtue of the fact that well, Kane, Kane is Harry Kane is also vice captain, and, yeah. and Larice is, is a captain. Yeah, at some point we're going to have to break that structure. Yeah. But I don't think it should be a case of. This player, just because he's in, he's in a sort of contract negotiation phase, that he's the one holding everybody else to, um, to ransom. I think that then that should that should happen anyway, or, or organically. It shouldn't be this single player that suddenly yeah. spirals. Because because if if that happens, and if we give him, let's just say, 180k, let's say 200,000, let's round it off to a nice number. Then, then what's going to happen next? And um, Delhi's going to come knocking on, on, yeah. on the door, Ericsson, etc., yeah. etc. Et so. Hopefully, all of those players will get new contracts as we move into the new stadium, but not on the back of one player um, asking for a, um, a massive hike. Mm. I think the other thing with Toby, just two really quick points, is one, a lot of fans are saying, have we missed him? You know, and no, we might not have missed him, but it's good to have that option there. Yeah. And he, he's unique in what he does, his, the way that he sprays the ball from the back. I don't think we've got anybody else like that. Mm. Um, the Tongan's very good on the ball. Um, he's very good at bringing the ball forward. Um, occasionally, Dai, you mentioned earlier, can ping a pass. We mm. saw that against Chelsea. I question Sanchez's distribution. I don't think he's that good on the ball. Mm. I think he'll get better. Yeah. I think he's, you know, I'm not. Again, he's, a, he's a young player, he's going to yeah. be better. But Toby, those long passes that, that we, we've, we've seen over the years. Well, those assists for Deli yeah, Alley. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's bang, balls in the back of the net. So um, we do miss him, and it's good to have all, the, all those options. If he's off, and if he is holding the club to ransom, mm. or, or perhaps Pochettino doesn't like the fact that he's doing that, or doesn't think he's got the right attitude, or um, he's not pulling up his socks in training, or yeah. he's not fully fit, etc. If for whatever reason, forget Levy, if Pochettino thinks, do you know what? You're not, you don't fit in in, in my Spurs, mm. then I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. We've I seen th- it with Townsend. We saw it with um, even with Walker. I know it's slightly different, yeah. and he didn't completely freeze Walker out. He rotated him a little bit more, but you know, it is a bit of a, a warning as well to other players that no matter. <laughs> If Poch is saying, I'm not happy with you, you're gone, that's it, you won't play again. If that, And again, we don't know if that's what's happening. If that is what's happening, it's a wake-up call for any player. If you're thinking, Christ, he's doing that to Alderweireld, he'll do that to anyone, you know? But I am with you. For me, whatever Pochettino wants to happen, I'm fully behind. If that's Alderweireld staying or going, I'm, I'm fully behind that. But it is a hole to fill at some point. And I really like Sanchez. I think he's had a fantastic season, but... The bigger games and against just that slightly higher calibre of forward, you do see where he can be a little bit rattled. I'm not saying that, he, that he's been poor or anything like that, but you saw it against Jesus, even against Arsenal a little bit. When he played up against the Bamiyang, he, he wasn't wasn't brilliant. But he's 20 years old, and even you know what I mean. Against West Brom earlier this season at Wembley, was it Rondon? Yeah, Rondon. Yeah, he's um, a pretty big bloke, isn't he? And for all the talk of this is a controversial thing to say, but for all the talk of him being fast and being quick. I've seen him get outdone a few times, mm. and he's. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's probably more occasions yeah. where his pace rescues him, and 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 that's just something that other players ha- haven't got. Um, but there've been occasions where um, it, it's not been yeah. enough. He's a really good player. Yeah. Um, but I would rather have 
Toby as well as Sanchez yeah. and Jan and Foyth who's also really yeah. looks a really good, good prospect yeah there's been a lot of talk as well and we touched it on the, on the podcast last week and just want to quickly get your thoughts on Hugo and the criticism mm. that he's come on this is three games in a row really and we'll come on to the City game in more detail in a bit Thoughts on Loris? It, it, is is he starting to decline, or is he just um, in a bad run of form? Are you I, concerned about his? No, I think that the, the the mistake he made against Chelsea when he came out of the cross and 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 didn't get that. I think that that was a big mistake. Ultimately, he didn't prove to be costly. We won that game. Yeah, just um, in case we forgot, we did win three one at Chelsea, did, which yeah. was, a, it was quite a good night. Do you know yeah. what? For, for a minute, I thought it was two one. I'm glad that you said three. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, I just had a, had a two. It just, felt just, like two yeah. one. It felt like we were hanging on, even yeah. though we weren't, and we were really comfortable. But um, I don't. I, that's the Stoke one um, again. It didn't prove to be prove to be close. We 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 won that match. Um, he's he's a sweeper keeper, keeper so he, he yeah. came out. He came out for that. Um, it, I'm not sure it's hundred percent his fault. Um, even at the weekend, I don't think. Um, if we're talking about what the the second goal, the just the penalty, and the decision to to come flying out. I think again, I think that's the nature of his game. He, he's a, he's a sweeper keeper, he, and and he, he if he would not come out, then I can't remember who it was. Sterling, I think was was the one that was through that he brought yeah, down, and he would have then cut it for Sane. Um, there was a an incident early on before they scored the first goal. Where a cumber who was through on the right hand side, it must have been Sterling. It mm. was on the right, went through, and and um, Lloris came off his line and got there. Yeah. And at the time, I just thought because they're in life, you know, this whole discussion um, in recent weeks, and I thought to myself, if that had been any other keeper, if that had been, for example, Brad Friedel, who was a good, solid Premier League keeper, yeah. he would not have come yeah. off his line, and that we might have conceded the goal. And Hugo is a sweeper keeper. Um, he also makes a lot of good saves over the course of the season. Um, the, you know, the question is, um, if you look around in the Premier League, who's better than him? Mm. I'd probably say De Gea. I'd say Edison. Yeah. Definitely on, when it comes to his distribution yeah. and, and playing out the back. That's the one area actually of, of Luis's game that frustrates me. Yeah. But aside from that, I'm struggling. If yeah. you, if you've got Courtois, I think um, he goes just as good. I think as well with Loris is what he he's our captain as well. Yep. And you know he he'll do a lot on the training pitch and a lot in the training pitch. He's a very experienced player. But for the first time though this season, I'm a little bit worried about him just because he seems to have hit that poor bit of form at not a fantastic time with obviously the cup semi final on the horizon. But let's talk about the City game first of all. I mean it was three one. We were two down after twenty five minutes. I didn't think we were fantastic. At mm. all, I, th- I didn't. I, I thought we were probably at a six out of ten in terms of what we can do, especially at home and at Wembley. I was quite surprised how we approached the game because we've beaten Liverpool comfortably at home, we've beaten Madrid comfortably at home, and we beat Dortmund comfortably at home. And that was all with sitting deep, yep. letting them have the ball, winning the ball back, playing on the break. Obviously, playing football in the right areas and pressing in the right areas and pressing with a purpose. But I was surprised to see minute one. Kane and Eriksen pressing City on the edge of their box. And I don't know if we were maybe influenced by Liverpool's approach, mm. where if you get at their back four, they can be a little bit shaky. But I thought our biggest issue was we didn't press as a side. The front men went, maybe one of the midfielders went, but the back four didn't yeah. and the other midfielder didn't. And then it was two passes and then they're in five feet five. And you're thinking, God, we're in trouble here. And when you've got De Bruyne running with the ball at your back four, Sane, Sterling wide, making those out-to-in runs. It was quite a terrifying thought. From early on, it was like, 
I, I wanted us to just sort of sit back and play that counter-attack game, but that they obviously thought that that wasn't the best way of beating them. The best way of beating them was to go at City from minute one. But then my other frustration was just that at 1-0, and even at 2-0, I thought we just kept playing the same way, especially from when we had a goal kick. They looked like scoring every time, and I just thought, what the hell are you doing? Like We've got Carry Kane up front, who wasn't even 50% fit he he was way off of his game and he's coming back from a yeah. big injury as well so it's understandable but I just thought just hit him Do you know just put the ball up there turn their back forward just get out of that half because it just felt like for the first 40 minutes everything was just coming back at us back at us back at us but I mean they're a top side do you know what I mean they've won the Premier League are they the best team that you've seen at Wembley this season? Yeah 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 I mean almost certainly I mean um Juventus, yeah, no, oh, yeah. I was, I was going to say Juventus in that little spell, yeah. but that was more tactically. They, they got it right. Yeah. They punished us, and then they did what Italian teams do uh, really well. Yeah, no, almost certainly, and they're probably they're the best team that I've seen all season. I think both when we played them at the Etihad and at Wembley, I think in both occasions we tried to go toe to toe with them. Yeah. We tried to do that. Um, I, I felt the first time round. Um, and I you felt, were there, weren't you, at the Etihad? I was there at yeah. the Etihad, and that was worse. The performance, yeah. the, the, the city were even better that day, I think, mm. and, I, and we we were worse. Um, and on that occasion, we, we didn't have some of the personnel that, mm. that started. You know, Lamella. I don't think Dem, Dem, did Dembele start that game. I can't remember. The, 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 it was a bit more depleted. So yeah. the, the, the 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 eleven, as I recall, on that occasion, uh, and it was on the back of. A November where the results hadn't been great, yeah, you know, and, and, and so forth. I think now, and back then, I wanted us to, to do exactly what we did against um, Dortmund and Liverpool yeah. and, and Real. And, and, and that. I think the difference is now we had that level of confidence, having played mm. so well. So mm. on the back of that, we think right, we can, yeah, we can go. Yeah, yeah. We can. Liverpool have done it. We can do it. Yeah. And do you know what? If we'd been at the top of our game. I think we could have. I'm not mm. saying that we would have won the match. It might have been a draw, but I think we would have given us given a better account of ourselves. Yeah. Um, we were we were. I think a six out of ten probably mm. sums it up. We, mm. we we were not at our best. We were not the Tottenham that had beaten Chelsea. You know, that game we were one 0 yeah. down, but we, we showed resilience yeah. to, to, to come back. Um, and guile and, and 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 invention when when needed, and we didn't have any of those yeah. qualities. So if you if you if you're if you're playing if you're a six out of ten or a seven out of ten against Man City. Yeah, and against a Man City that are on their top top yeah. end of their game then as well. Forget like, it. You know, it was a tough game. You've got to be an eight or a nine at least to, yeah. to to stand any chance against them. And this is there is no shame in losing to this City team. Yeah, I mean, that they've won the championship um, the, with however many games to spare and play some fantastic football. Yeah, uh, record speaks for itself. So there's yeah. no. Yeah, it's just one of those they, days. They've gone away as well and won at big stadiums this season. So they've won at Spurs, they've won at Chelsea, they won at Old Trafford, and I think they've won at Arsenal as well. And it's like, if you go away and do that... Are they the only team who have done the double over us? I think so. I think yeah. so. And that, yeah. that was our first league defeat since we played them at the Etihad as well. Yeah. We've been on a fantastic run. Not just an unbeaten run, we've been winning most weeks as well. It's one of them, you know. They're a top side. Oh, one of the positives to come out of the yeah. game actually was Lucas Moura because mm-hmm. he come on and he's looked pretty lively in all the games he has come on in, and he just gets the ball and he just runs his man. He's very, very direct. Do you think he deserves a little bit more game time than what he's got? 
Um, well, the last game that he started was against Swansea in, in, in the Cup. The problem with Mora is that you've got Lamella, depending on what formation you're going with, you've got Lamella and Son ahead of him. Yeah. Um, and Son's goal-scoring record this season has been fantastic. Yeah. I, I, that was actually my only surprise with the team against City was that Lamella was in ahead of Son. And Lamella's won me over this season, but I thought you would go with Son just just on the goals front. But you're right, it's, it's tough for Mora with those two there. Lamella did really well against Chelsea. He's, you know, Lamella at his very best, best, he's tenacious, he can press opponents, he's, he's the epitome of Pochettino's yeah. style of football. Um, Look, if Harry Kane was injured like he was a few weeks ago, then Son would be up top, and then Lamella would play, and then may, and then it would just be yeah. um, Lucas maybe fighting um, Lamella for a spot. As it is, he's got both Lamella and Son ahead of yeah. him. So, I think next season he'll feature a lot more. Yeah, he'll he'll have a proper pre-season behind him. The one thing I say about Mora is he might well start tomorrow. I could see possibly mm. against Brighton, um, but I think unless there are injuries elsewhere. Um, However, if and even if he does start tomorrow, however well he plays, I'd be surprised if he features in the semi-final and yeah. in the subsequent games. Yeah. Um, I think the big difference with Lucas Moura compared to some of the other players we've had mm. on the bench to um, come on and change games and yeah. offer something different, and I'm thinking of and can do. Oh I'm God, he's of, horrendous, isn't I'm he? Thinking of Clinton and G, um, etc. Right. So a lot of those players, and Kundu was one where he had a lot of pace, and I know a lot of fans were like, why doesn't Pochettino yeah. start him more often? Why is he not even on the bench? i tell you why, and this is just my opinion. Every time he started, he'd come on, he'd do something, he'd, 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 you'd see the fact that he's got pace, but there was no end product, there was yeah. no purpose. With Lucas Moura, he got the ball, and you could see there was that purpose. He's yeah. also quite strong as well, he yeah. can handle himself in our league. Um, that, that was apparently in one of the early games that must, must have been Rochdale um, yeah and they tried hacking him yeah. down early and he just rode the tackle yeah. I mean Nkudu's gone to Burnley and he struggled there that he's found it really difficult I, you know I was really surprised when Nkudu went to Burnley because I thought he's the least Burnley player you could possibly imagine in the Premier League mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like Burnley's all about working hard digging in 4-4-2 you know what your job is you run yourself into the ground and then there's on Nkudu on loan and I was like, that's a bit of a strange one um, two massive games this week. Um, so, firstly, Brighton, which is tomorrow night because we're recording yeah. uh, on the Monday. We beat them 2 0 at Wembley earlier on in the season, which was a pretty dull, boring game. And they actually played quite well and restricted us to very minimal chances. I think Serge Aurier opened the, the scoring in about the 40th minute with a cross from yeah. 50 yards that flew in the top corner. Um, but they, they played quite well against us and frustrated us. Um, so, it's not going to be an easy game. Having said that, defensively they've been pretty poor most of the season. They, they do ship goals. Um, Pochettino's come out and said he's going to rotate players and that all the in contention to be in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rotate tomorrow night, given that we've got United Saturday? Absolutely, but not not. I wouldn't make whole, whole scale changes out if it was if I was Pochettino. Maybe three, four, if, yeah. if that changes. Um, possibly the full-backs. I think yeah. Davis will probably start because Rose is still yeah. carrying a knock, so is Carl Walker-Peters. Um, so I'd imagine he might rest Trippier and yeah. go for Aria. If he, do, if he does that, then I suspect Trippier starting in the semi-final. Yeah. Wanyama as well, probably get a game in Wanyama, yeah, maybe ahead of Dembele, rest yeah. him, possibly. Or Dyer, you, you could go... Yeah. You, you could make it... Yeah, I mean... 
people forget Dyer and Wanyama played a lot, quite played quite a few games, particularly towards the end of last season. Yeah. And I know they're very sort of, know, they are similar in sort of what they, you know, they're, they're defensively yeah. defensive midfield players, whereas Dembele is somebody who can drive it forward yeah. and has got a bit more skill. But we did that last season, so there's, there's nothing saying we couldn't play those two, yeah. and that maybe frees up some of the other. Um, players further forward I think or... Sun will come in as well yeah and it'll be I think Kane will play again and again it'll be more minutes for him just to get him back what's your prediction for tomorrow night do you think we'll go there and get three points yeah it won't be easy because I think they will they, they need the points yeah they're fine um, they're large Brighton I was actually worried about when I looked at the run beforehand I was worried about this fixture mm. um, I think now it's taken a different twist having lost on um Saturday, yeah, and yeah, we might that might have been one you would have always sort of factored in before yeah. losing, but I would have hoped we'd have at least got a point. Having mm. lot having lost that, I don't think we can afford to drop any more points mm. if we're serious about second, which is still a possibility. A hundred percent. Third, you know, and and also even fourth, we Pochettino once sat down and dusted. So he came out today in his press conference and he said the priority is qualifying for the Champions League. It's top four, qualifying for, mm. qualifying for, 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 for the Champions League. And I think fourth now, um, you don't even have to go for the qualification rounds. No, they've changed so, now, haven't they? Um, I think we'll go, go and get the win, yeah. maybe 2-1. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be 2-0, but I don't think it'll be an easy game. If we go there and win, that's top four absolutely sewn up. Yeah. I know a few people are getting a little bit nervous because I think Chelsea is seven points behind us. But I mean, if you look at our fixtures, mm-hmm. if the worst happens and we went to Brighton and lost and Chelsea won, then it's cut to four. Yeah, we're still four in front, and we've got games against Watford, Newcastle, Leicester, all at home. And the fixture list is very yeah. favourable for us. So I mean, anybody that's getting a bit nervous, I won't yeah. panic too much um, for that. And then Saturday's the big one, biggest in my opinion, biggest game of the season. Manchester United yep. FA Cup semi-final at Wembley are you going? going yep. yeah I've got my tickets a few weeks ago I'm sat up in the gods actually my season ticket is in the lower but for the semi-final fall, we'll just pay the 30 quid go up in the gods and then if we get to the final pay a little bit more and go in the lower but I mean I'm absolutely buzzing for it I mean it's is it seven seven defeats in a row in the FA Cup semi-final which is yeah. not a record you want but which I mean hopefully we won't hear about afterwards yeah um I mean, we played them earlier on in the season at Wembley, not too long ago actually, and we beat them 2-0. That was when Ericsson scored after about 15 seconds and we, we battered them. Over the course of the 90 minutes, we battered them. We had periods where they were the better side, but I'm confident going into that. It's not going to be an easy game whatsoever. No. It's Tottenham, Man United, it's Mourinho. United have got a, a good record in big games, especially at Wembley, so I think it's going to be a tight one. Again, I think there's a, there's a question mark again around team selection mainly with the goalkeepers because Vaughan's been the cup keeper all season he'll, he'll go for Hugo do you think Loris will I come back in Pochettino has got a record if you look at last season in the FA Cup if you look at um, in the League Cup in his first season when it gets to the latter stages sentiment just goes out the window yeah. and, he, and he plays the, the street, which is unfair on, on, on Vaughan but he knows and yeah. is aware of that situation yeah. so I think, he, I think Hugo will start yeah and you're confident we'll get it done yeah, I mean, you, I'm, 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 I'm hardly going to no, say that um, that we're going to lose. Yeah. Um, I think that just, just very briefly, just on the bright, just coming back to mm. Brighton, I think I think that the timing of that game is good. Yeah. Having lost to City, we weren't playing for another week yeah. until United. So I think that actually will help us. Yeah. Playing that game, getting hopefully a result, 
keep your rhythm going yeah. as well. And then, didn't you? And, and then we've got a few few days um, left that United are playing on when the following day. Um, if, we, if you compare and contrast City and United, City are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Right. So you go into that game knowing that hey, if Spurs are at our very best, we might stand a chance. Yeah. You know. Against United, I'm of the opinion that if we're up. If we are at our best, firstly, I think we're a better team. I think we've got a better yeah. squad. Um, they may well finish second, and that's a position they've occupied for most of the season. Um, hats off to them if they do. Yeah. Um, but I still think that we're, with, with, we've got the better players and the better team collectively, not just in, individually. Um, and I think if we are at our best, we will beat them. I don't, I've got no doubts about that. My only concerns, I'm still predicting a win. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've got to see, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd probably go 2 1, but my only concerns are one, we don't get um, uh, done by long ball. Mm. If you look at when they played us at Old Trafford, it was a De Gea yeah, um, yeah. Lo- uh, goal kick, flick on from Lukaku and, and um, Martial, I think it was. Yeah. And more recently, when they played Liverpool, mm. um, both the goals Rashford scored. Um, were very similar yeah, to yeah. the ones that we the one one that we conceded. Yeah. So they might go down that and and hey uh, on Saturday against um, Man City their very first goal company. Yeah, yeah. So they might try to exploit that. And yeah. The second thing is with a, with a Mourinho team, they're really difficult to beat. Yeah, that's that. Especially if me. you go behind as yeah. well, they make life incredibly difficult. I could see it being an extra time. I really could, yeah. and it being nil nil one one, and then sitting in and just making life horrendous for us we've got the players that can unlock them but I could just just given the occasion as well of what it is I, I could see it being a really nervy 1-1 one, one, you're going into extra time and it's essentially extra time is next goal wins ultimately because very rarely do teams come if from behind go, if that happens time. and it goes to penalties they'll beat us in a penalty shootout I've just said that that's on record how, mu- how much of the fact that it's at Wembley is an advantage for us I think it's massive for us that it's at Wembley. I know it's 50-50 fans, but it, that is going to feel like yeah, a home no, game I mean, to all the players. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, any fears, any doubts about playing at Wembley um, have, have been put to one side. Yeah. I think one thing that won't become apparent, but will in a few years from now, um, when we play when we go back to the new stadium which by the way that will present challenges yeah. but when hopefully next year if we're in a, a semi-final or a cup final mm. whether that's the FA Cup um, or the semi or, or final or, or a League Cup final yeah. whatever it may be and the season after that there won't be any of this we can't play at Wembley and I think yeah. this season yeah, yeah. will really help with that so that that advantage will, will, will help just on the penalties thing um, Hugo's record at penalties I don't think he's particularly good I can't remember. He's probably saved more than I can remember, but I can't remember that I can't, many. I can't he saved. Any. He saved one in the Champions League last season. I think it was away away at Monaco. He saved, and we still lost the game. But I don't remember. I don't remember that many saves either. But then, penalties is a lottery. Yeah. It really is at the end of the day, and it's about what what players want to step up on the day. And like, we could get a team together and play a professional side and beat them in a shootout. It can, it can happen, just the pressure and all of that can get to you. But I'm going to go for 2-1 Spurs after extra time and a really horrible, nervy afternoon at Wembley. That's my prediction. What are you going two, for? 2-1, but in normal time. 2-1 in normal time. Fair enough. Um, I just wanted to quickly talk about, before we go on and do Simon Mitchell's appearance quiz, 
Um, firstly, your podcast, Tom Prosper yeah. Family Podcast. Um, if no, if you're not listening to that, do tune into it. And that normally comes out on a, a Sunday or a Monday, on a, right? On a Sunday or a Monday. Normally 24 hours after a game, the, the, the whole sort of emphasis when I start started was to try to get it out as quickly as possible yeah. which has it, and it, the podcast as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which um, has its advantages and, and disadvantages because um, yeah it's, it's, it can be very fresh it can be yeah. very raw if you get something out straight away um, if you get a podcast out straight away <laughs> um, if, you pop, if you publish a podcast but then equally you know, in terms of things like preparation in terms of when it, the very first season it was pretty much and I, I was going to a lot less um, away games then so I'd, we'd watch the away game on Sky or whatever yeah, yeah. Or, or on a stream and then pretty much record there and then straight mm. after yeah, yeah. not even on the next day yeah, yeah. Um, even there were occasions where I'd go to White Hart Lane and then I don't know say the game kicks off at, f- f- finished at 5 or 10 to 5 or whatever it was and I'd be like right I'll get home by about 6 6.30 and I'd record it with people who over Skype who, who weren't at the game mm. but I have this mad rush getting back yeah, so I couldn't yeah. enjoy things so yeah now it's um, the following day usually on, on a Sunday yeah and how can people find the podcast um, it's available on all those um, mediums like iTunes and yep. SoundCloud and Fantastic. Whatever. Fantastic. All the, all the Apple ones, the, the Android ones that I'm not aware of. Yeah, um, fantastic. Well, check, check it out, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Let's do Simon Mitchell's appearance quiz. Um, this week it's the 1991 Legends versus the 2018 Wannabes. Um, so we'll start with goalkeeper first. So Eric Torsvet or Hugo Lloris? Oh, Hugo Lloris, easily. Very Hugo, by the way, answer. whatever we say about Hugo, he's probably the best goal, and I never saw it. Probably the best Spurs goalkeeper since Pat Jennings. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you're correct on your answers. Always got 248 to Torsford's 218. Um, Pat Van der Hure. Van der Howe. I can't say I've heard of him. Yeah. Most bit before my time. Or Ben Davis. Uh, ben Davis. It's not. No. It's not one four five to one two three. There's only okay, it's a not tw- 20 odd okay. appearances in that. Uh, Steve Sedgley versus Jan Vertonghen. Oh, um, Jan Vertonghen, easily. Is it? Is it? I love the confidence of yeah. his answers. Yeah, 243 to 211 yeah. there. Uh, midfield, Paul Gascoigne versus Eric Dyer. And this is interesting because Gazza played for us from about 88 to. Well, 88 to 92, he was a Spurs player, but he only played from 88 to 91 mm. because of that, in, that injury. Injuries. And Dyer's been with us since 2014. It's got to be Dyer then. It's good logic. Yeah. Uh, 112 to 177. So yeah. comfortably. Gather even when he even before his injuries, he was always prone to like little sort of like groin injuries. And yeah, like, missed the old yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Vinny Samways versus Christian Eriksen. Christian Eriksen. Vinny Samways. Really? Two four seven to two one four. Got thirty odd more appearances okay. there, and then finally attackers Gary Lineker or Human Sun. Um, That's a tough one. Okay, so Gary Lineker joined us in nineteen eighty nine, left in ninety two, three years. That is tough because Son joined joined us in twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Lineker on the basis that when Lineker played, it used to be um, forty two league matches rather than 38 it's good logic and it's completely wrong logic as well really <laughs> Sun 133 okay. Lineker 106 if Lineker's one of them he didn't play as many games as maybe 
everyone thinks that he did. I, I, I would have thought it would be the other way around, in the sense, in the sense that Sun doesn't always feature. Yeah. But, okay. but that's, I mean, that that's one. total appearances, and it's just like Sun yeah. gets on quite a lot, doesn't he, in games? Right. Anyway, huge week ahead, though. Two massive games. I cannot wait for Wembley on Saturday. Um, if you're at the game, do get in touch and let us know where you're sat. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm up in the upper tier, so if you're anywhere near me, do give me a shout. It's going to be a big week. Hopefully when we record this, this time next week, we're in party mode and we're getting ready for the FA Cup final. Um, Javad, great to have you on, as Thank always. You. And Thanks. do check out um, Javad's podcast, Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. And remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Aussies knees have gone all trembly and a Tim requires assembly Danny Montower Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young Pyo Casey Keller USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini Kuduchini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Redwell for the win Run for me, nick on me, 4-3 stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings, luscious hair Super Vertonghen Adliachenko number 9 9 from the halfway line Villas running 81 Under Twin Towers Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Born at Stephen Dalmatty I'm playing at White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's long green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hutton wheel knew his passport set to Spain Berbatov turn and struck Hartsey saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's got me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same Flattenberg Waterberg doesn't give the goal Mabizela's work of art Tricky Rafa van der Vaart He's got no head but we don't care Martin Martin Yo Lily White's from White Hart Lane Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler Getting to the grounds of pain Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy inter-equalised Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel acts Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back And Asimovich Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardliston's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white 
we sold Socorro and we dropped some more Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar Davids Dreadlocks Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European glory nights Terry Dyson go on my son Tiff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White, out there as forget Two there is to do. Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White on Lane. Kaz Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Liam Walker's page three go. Gus Poirier, free kick come. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in got Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Fox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raven Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Ship is bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily wants from white on May If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Henson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's right to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will